Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co, where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver exceptional customer service. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Building Teams with Teams & Co. We are excited to be here with you today. Actually, yesterday was our fifth year anniversary as a company, which is huge. We are super excited about hitting that milestone. So very grateful to all of you who have been following our path along the way, supporting us, encouraging us, uh, cheering us on, and, and also giving us great feedback on the content we're providing. Um, it's the fourth year of our podcast, um, but today we just kind of wanted to you know do a quick refresher. We realized that we haven't really talked about our framework and our approach since, gosh, the first season. Um, so way, way back um, when Luis and I were doing the podcast um, and we had decided we were going to do the podcast, uh, he had this great idea to start it um, on the premise that we were having a lot of great informal conversations with leaders. It was during a time of massive change, right? We were all in the beginning stages of the pandemic. And we were all trying to learn how to work virtually, how to share information, how to stay connected with each other. And it was a great, um, you know, a great test for us to sort of say, how can we reach more people with the messages we have, but also feel like we were building a community and building those connections in a time when obviously we all needed that so much. So um, looking back over the last five years, it's been it's been <laughs> quite a journey. Um, so this week we're going to be sharing a few things. We'll have a couple of blogs about, you know, just the, you know, kind of some of our thought leadership. We will also, as a nice surprise for folks, be having some offers. So check out our social medias, follow us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn at Teams & Co. And we'll be announcing some special offers throughout the week, just as thank yous to everybody in our community. Um, and just a way for us to celebrate with you all the, the five-year journey that we've been on. So with that, just wanted to kind of take you back to, you know, what we started Teams & Co on. For me, I, you know, when I started Teams & Co, it was just me. Uh, and I had, you know, worked in a lot of different places, worked in a lot of different teams, mostly on the commercial side of the business, uh, marketing, sales, innovation. And I sort of kind of really felt like there was a lot of discussion oftentimes around like, oh, there's like this one way to grow. Um, you know, maybe we need to like reach more customers or... Maybe we need to, you know, have a better strategy or maybe we need to throw more parties and, you know, team build. And, and I just really, the more I thought about it, I said, you know what, I think it's all of those things, right? A lot of times as leaders, we're looking for that, that magic bullet, so to speak. Um, but we forget that it's the synergies between all of these things that really accelerate our growth. And so that's how Teams & Co. was founded. Teams & Co. was founded that you need to be able to connect and delight your customers so how do you stay in touch with them? How do you learn what they want? How do you know what's valuable to them? You need to be able to define an ambitious strategy and execute on that strategy to deliver value to your customers. Because if we're not delivering value to our customers, uh, we will be out of business very quickly. Uh, customers are the key to our success. So we want to make sure what we're delivering to them is super valuable. And then the third piece and our third pillar of growth is in building and empowering a diverse team. Um, and a results-oriented team. And this really goes to the fact of a lot of organizations, you know, they may say they know their customers, they may have this great strategy, but they're not executing on that strategy. Um, you know, a couple of years back, and we'll put the link in the show notes, I read an, um, 
the Inc. Magazine had said that like 67% of strategic plans fail. And that's an insane number if you think about it, right? Like two thirds of strategic plans fail. And a lot of that is the reason that we felt so compelled to have this third pillar in our growth strategy is because it's the team. The team executes on that strategy. And so as leaders, we cannot forget that not only do we have to make the great strategy, we also have to teach our teams and empower our teams and give them the tools and resources and the training and the development and the coaching to be successful in bringing that strategy to life. So those are the three things we do. Um, and so a lot of times people will ask, you know, as they're getting introduced to the podcast, like, hey, these are great conversations you're having with leaders, but why do, why do people come to Teams & Co? Um, and they come to us for this framework, right? It's our growth framework and it's, our, it's the way that we help organizations accelerate their growth. So typically organizations are coming to us for, you know, a variety of reasons. But in terms of our growth assessment, you know, organizations maybe are saying, hey, we want to grow faster. Um, these are organizations that maybe have seen that they were a fastest growing company on one of, you know, those lists um, and now they're not. Or maybe they're seeing their market share erode. So they're still number one, but they're slowly losing, you know, to new entrants and they want to make sure that they're accelerating their pace and outpacing their um, competitors. Or maybe, you know, unfortunately, they've hit like a slower patch and they're starting to see declining growth and they're saying, OK, how do I restart the growth engine within my organization? Similarly, we get a lot of organizations who are saying, hey, we're growing so fast, but we think we're losing our culture along the way. We're you know, struggling with employee retention. We're no longer rated one of the top places to work, or we keep thinking that we should be rated a top place to work, but we're never making the list. Like, what is it? What are some of those places that maybe we're missing? Um, and so that's where we come in. We help with growth assessments. So whether you're coming with us, because coming to us because you say, you know what, we really need to grow faster and do that with fewer pain points, or we need to figure out how to restart our growth. And then when we grow, we want to grow in a new way, again, with fewer pain points. It's the same process that we go through in terms of first figuring out where are you today? You know, a lot of folks are like, oh, how do I get to this next stop? It's really hard to get to the next step in your growth if you don't know first where you are today. And so we've talked about this previously, right? Current state analysis, et cetera. But we use the growth assessment at Teams Income. So we work with organizations to understand, okay, within these pillars, right? So within, you know, the pillar of customer, do you know your customer, right? Does that, has that changed? Have you looked back to see, you know, if there are any changing dynamics to your customer? Do they like the same things? Are they worried about the same challenges? Are you providing a similar value to you, right? Um, you know, do they want to receive the product in the same way? Are there things that you can be improving about your supply chain? So we do a lot of customer discovery work. We also want to understand, are you defying their expectations, right? What does your customer service process look like? What does your feedback process look like? If somebody buys something from you, are you asking them how it went? Are you asking them for feedback about how you could improve? A lot of organizations will say, oh, yeah, 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 we're customer first, we're customer first. And then we do this assessment and we find out that actually, you know, they have a rule that, you know, customer calls can only be 30 seconds or less. And what we say is, hey, you know, if you're if you're stopping those conversations because of a cost efficiency that you're trying to gain, what you're actually do is shutting the door on your customer and potentially letting your competition to open that door. Right. So those competitors that are spending more time on the phone with customers really solving their problem with one call resolution making sure that their customer support teams have all the FAQs they need to answer those phone calls 
and they're doing it in one call so the customer doesn't have to call back. They don't have to worry about it. And that kind of builds that loyalty, which means when your competitor's out there advertising, hopefully your customer is really satisfied with the service they're getting. I always use Chewy.com and I know you guys after, you know, everybody on this podcast listening is probably sick of hearing me say it. But for example, the other day I was on the phone with them for probably four or five minutes and the customer service representative actually offered to do a lot of things I didn't even ask for, right? She saw that I had a bunch of different auto ships and she was like, hey, can I actually combine these for you? Um, can I make this easier for you? Can I make this process more streamlined? And she didn't have to do that. She could have very easily said, hey, Tracy, go into your app and make sure you update this. But she didn't, right? And so as we're doing our assessment in the beginning with organizations, we're really trying to understand, do you value the customer? Are you going above and beyond for them? And then does everybody in your organization know how important that is and and know how important the customer is and how to help solve that? So that's customer, right? Then we move on to strategy. So here we try to understand, you know, what's your vision? You know, do you need to reset your vision, your mission, your values? Those are, you know, pivotal things for an organization, right? Your mission and vision set your North Star. They align your entire team behind a point and a direction that you're going to be going in. So you want to make sure, hey, does everybody know it, right? Does everybody know what our mission, vision, and values are? Um, Values are how you deliver on that mission, right? And so how are we going to be our ways of working with each other? And so if everybody doesn't know what they are, it's really hard to build that culture that can move quickly together. I always kind of use the analogy of herding cats, right? Um, if everybody knows the direction we're going and we need to like change directions, it'd be very easy to hurt us in a new direction, right? Because we're all going straight and now we're all going to go to the right. If we're all going in nine different directions because we don't know what the mission, vision, and values are, and somebody has to get us all back together, and then we go down the path, it takes a lot more time. And so these are the kinds of friction points that for organizations slow them down, and frankly means that their competitors have an opportunity to run by them. And so a lot of times when we start this piece of the puzzle, people are like, oh, don't worry about it. Everybody knows the mission, vision, values. We don't have to update them. We're all aligned. And inevitably, we always find some misalignment and some just maybe some small tweaks or some ways that we can update that as we grow as companies, right? Because just like people, organizations evolve, and it's good to double check on these things. Within strategy, also, we look at things like can leadership and is leader and are the leaders saying no, right? We have to prioritize as leaders. <laughs> There's so many things we could be doing, but our job really is to make sure that we're executing on a few things really well versus trying to do everything, you know, a little bit at a time. That really magnifies your results. So for example, we obviously work in three areas. We work in customer strategy and teams. We don't work, for example, in accounting. If somebody comes to us and they're like, hey, can you help us with an accounting process? We recommend really trusted accounting partners. We don't volunteer to take those projects on because we want our clients to get the best results. And we also want to make sure that we're working within our zone of genius. And that's not one of our three key pillars. Super important. Accounting is important. <laughs> we just don't work there. Um, the last thing we do in strategy is we really help organizations understand their metrics, right? So if you have a strategy, how are you going to measure success? How are you going to measure if you're going to stop doing something mid-year and start doing something else? Like what are the benchmarks that you're going to use? It's good to agree to those things ahead of time because then when you're in the thick of the action, so to speak, you have a good benchmark of like, okay, well, this is what we said our barometer is. So does it beat this or does it fall below it? And therefore we can make a good decision. Last but never least at Teams & Co is building and empowering results-oriented teams. So here we really want to make sure 
as we're auditing an organization, we understand how are they empowering their teams, right? So first and foremost, just like the basics, right? Do people have updated job descriptions? Do they have updated goals? You'd be surprised, or maybe maybe you wouldn't be surprised how many times we go into organizations and folks are like, oh, I have a job description. It's been the same one since I was hired five years ago. And it's really hard for you know people to deliver the results uh, and accelerate our growth if we don't know what our role is. And so the very basics of leadership is making sure, do people have an updated job description? Do they have goals that align to the strategy, right? So as an individual contributor, I can see if I do this, it helps the company grow this way, right? I have a line of sight to the strategy. And then three, do I have a development plan? People want to develop at organizations. They don't, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, people leave, they, they job hop. They were usually doing that because their leaders aren't investing in them and investing in their development. And so having these basic foundational things can help you, you know, accelerate your growth. We then assess your processes. Are your processes consistent with your strategy? Are they consistent with your values? Are they consistent to our earlier point around how you talk about your customer and how you value your customer? And then last but not least, we talk about communications and celebration, right? So you'll hear us often at Teams & Co say, we are about building teams, not about team building. And the reason we say that is because oftentimes organizations skip all the way to this last step. And in order to build a great culture, they're like, oh, let's buy a ping, ping pong table. Let's go and do a team building event. Let's solve this with trust falls. And nobody wants those things, right? Because they come back after a day of team building and they're frustrated and they've got more emails in their inbox and the same friction points exist, right? The same processes are broken. The same things aren't happening. So what we do is we assess, okay, great. We want to celebrate as a team, but are we celebrating our wins, right? Are we doing that at the end of the project? Are we doing that when there's a big accomplishment? Are we doing that day to day, right? Do leaders send thank you notes? You know, do they recognize people with real time feedback at meetings? And so we assess all of this to understand as an organization, how are you communicating with your team? Do they, you know, have the information they need to be successful when they need it and in what ways they need it? And then are we also celebrating together in all the relevant spaces? Or are we trying to skip all that and just celebrate up front <laughs> and not fix any of the processes? So. The reason we do this at the start of our projects is because we want to empower our clients to make the best decisions for them. So at the end of an assessment, what happens is we give the report to our client. We give it to them in three categories, things that we believe their team are doing really well, and also the things that we believe their team can improve without us, right? There's a lot of stuff that organizations can do on their own. They don't have to pay a consultant to do. And we believe this is really important because we want clients to work with us and get the best ROI, return on investment that they can, right? But that means empowering them to make some of the changes. Then we outline where we think we can help and where we can be strategic partners in advancing their growth, accelerating their growth, helping them work on you know one, two, or three of these pillars. And then last but not least, there's a lot of stuff that's out of our wheelhouse. And uh, again, to our, to our point about saying no, we have a really long list of trusted partners where we say, hey, we can't do that for you, but we have this great partner we work with and they'll be able to help you with that. People don't have to take that recommendation, but especially, you know, when we're working on projects, like we have dev teams that we work with. So for development, for big IT projects, we say, hey, we're really good at the customer discovery. We're really good at the roadmap strategy. We're great at the team building and like, you know, building out races and team processes and communication to launch your new innovation. 
we don't know how to code, <laughs> but we do know a few development teams that do that and work with us regularly, and we can recommend those to you. So one, you know that we're working with a partner we know and trust. Two, you're working with a partner that you you know have a good recommendation on, or you can just you know add them to your vetting process, and maybe you choose a partner of your own, and that's okay too. We just like to again help our clients make the best decisions that they can, and so we present this plan to them with the three buckets of the things that their team can do, the things we can help with and the things we can't help with, but we can recommend them to a good partner. And then the organization owns that um, and they can choose to take that and do the work on their own. They can choose to work with Teams & Co, but either way they have a blueprint and an assessment of what drivers that they can improve to start to accelerate their growth and what levers they can start to pull, right? So they may do really well on knowing their customer, and everybody in the, the culture knows their customer. It's really infused, but they're struggling with defy expectations. That's okay. We can give them a checklist of like, okay, here's some ways that they can do that. We may recommend some extra uh, customer discovery work that either they can do or we can do, but it provides a good kind of checklist for growth, so to speak. So anyway, that is what we do here at Teams & Co. Just a little refresher uh, on our fifth anniversary. We're going to try to do a little bit more of this. We'll start to infuse you know every other week or so just a little bit of a podcast around what we do again we realize it's uh, year four and we know we have lots of new listeners we always appreciate uh the new listeners we also appreciate all of you who have been with us for the full four years uh, of the podcast and we really appreciate all of you who have been a part of our community for the five years that we've been in business we know that it's a lot of you know time and commitment to read blogs and listen to podcasts and you have <laughs> so many to choose from so we appreciate that we appreciate our clients who have uh, let us work with them and help them grow and again as a quick thank you to everybody we will on our social medias this week be sharing a few gifts and surprises and thank you offers for folks if you want to start to work with Teams & Co. So you can follow us uh, on those socials on LinkedIn and Facebook. That's where we'll be sharing those deals. And we will also obviously, you know, always appreciate it if you like, subscribe, and follow us on the podcast to, to hear even more from us. So appreciate it. I hope you all have a great week. Mm -hmm.